From the alley-oop to Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Game preview show 49ers versus Los Angeles Chargers. And this is the end of the preseason. Decisions have to be made. And a lot of those decisions are predicated on this game. Some, maybe not. How much of the 49ers starters will we see? I think that's going to be a very interesting development as well. But thanks for joining me for the show. If you could like, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I really appreciate it. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, available on all audio platforms. And I'm just really excited to have you all here for this great episode because the 49ers preseason matchup against the Chargers has a lot less to do with how they either win or lose this game. But overall, it's not about the win or loss, but some of the performances within the game. Uh, Players are looking to make an impact, and the 49ers have to make decisions at several spots. Do I believe the 49ers have come to a conclusion on some of those? Yes. If you watched or listened to my last episode, you know that I have certain players I believe are locks. Some players are in the mix and some players are on the outside looking in. So if you're a lock, you just got to make sure you go out there and you stay healthy. But if you're in the mix, you've got to do everything you can scrape and claw to make this 49ers roster Make it impossible for your position coach to not speak up for you. Make it impossible for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to possibly put you in a position where you end up on waivers or just out there on the open market looking for a place to land. I think that's what a lot of these football players are doing with this game. Now, it's their last opportunity to put film out there for the other 31 football teams as well. So you're going to see a lot of players that are highly motivated. But along with that, you've got a situation where both teams are trying to go through a dress rehearsal, getting their players ready to be ready for the regular season. And with a two-week break, a lot of times they're going to have two, three series in these football games to try to just get a rhythm, get some chemistry for the offensive line, get some chemistry for the quarterback and his receivers. It's going to be fun to watch. And I think when you get to this point in the season, you know that the regular season is around the corner. So, I'm really hyped for this football game. It's interesting that it's Friday night lights uh, for NFL football teams. Normally it's reserved for high school football, but in this case, you've got guys who have been dreaming of this moment since they were under those Friday night lights playing high school. So really excited to talk about this one because I think there's some players, the 49ers are still going to be keeping an eye on to see how they are going to perform. And they're going to be going against a really good football team with the chargers. Uh, Chargers have talent all over the place, whether you're talking about guys who can bring pressure off the edge or if you're talking about you know solid linebackers or even a cornerback room and safety room that has you know two of the best uh, cornerbacks potentially in the league and then a safety in Derwin James that just flies all over the place. And it was a couple of years ago that the 49ers had a lot of uh, animosity with the Chargers when they had those 
joint practices and they were talking trash to Jimmy Garoppolo. And then last year, the 49ers took care of the Chargers and vanquished them during the regular season. So this is going to be a cool matchup, not just the matchups uh, for the 49ers offense, but also for the 49ers defense. Anytime Justin Herbert is the quarterback, that's going to be fun. But also we're going to get to see Easton Stick. We're going to get to see Max Duggan from TCU. Uh, so there's going to be some interesting players there as well. But the talent on the, the Chargers with Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Joshua Palmer, Quinton Johnston, they've got some really good talent. And then you throw in the fact they've got Gerald Everett and then uh, a couple other guys too, uh, like fullback Xander Horvath. So it's going to be fun to watch them. But also some of the matchups that we're going to get on the offensive line versus the 49ers defensive line. I'm super excited to see Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell against Rashawn Slater. Like, I, I just can't wait to see that. That's going to be good work uh, for them. They've been going against Trey Williams off and on through training camp. But Rashawn Slater is one of the best young players in the NFL, and that's going to be a great matchup. And then you've got your interior defensive linemen that are going to have to deal with Corey Lindsley, who uh, has been one of the better centers in the league uh, for a few years now. So those are going to be really fun matchups up front. And I'm all about matchups in the box, uh, including offensive and defensive line and linebackers. So I'm excited about that. So who are the guys for the 49ers that are going to have to step up? Well, first off, I want to see the 49ers first team offensive defense, uh, depending on how many are out there, or if they're out there, uh, play at a high level. Let's just get some smooth things going, build on that performance from the Broncos. Go ahead and you know get Brock Purdy rolling get him a couple of solid drives, maybe get the 49ers first team in the offense. And then defensively, you want to get off the field. Now, of course, against the Broncos, they played one series as a deep, as a full defense, and they were missing guys like Drake Greenlaw and Drake Jackson and others, and they still did a really good job. So I want to see how they go through this dress rehearsal, how they're able to handle the weapons that the Chargers provide, but also can they stop the run game? Because that has been a real issue for the interior defensive line for the 49ers. But if you get your linebackers out there in a pretty good group, uh, if you have Warner and Greenlaw, if Greenlaw plays, uh, at, you're going to get a good idea of, of how good this run defense can be. And it was one of the best run defenses in 2022. So I think this is an interesting matchup. Austin Eckler, this is going to be a zone scheme. It's not predicated on the power. So this is where we're going to get to see the quickness of the 49ers defense on display. But Eckler presents so many different problems for linebacker groups, for safeties. How will Steve Wilkes approach going after Austin Eckler? And I know you're not scheming this up a whole bunch, uh, but it does present some cool matchups, and you can find out what your players are able to handle. You know, you could put Talano Hufanga in the box and let him man up with Austin Eckler. That's a tough matchup for Hufanga. But, hey, why not in the preseason see what you can get away with there? Find out what you can get away with with Gerald Everett you know, going one-on-one -on -one with Isaiah Oliver. Let's just see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting. I also want to see a couple of blitzes, nothing too over the top, uh, just a couple of basic blitzes, a couple of basic line stunts, put some pressure on Justin Herbert, but also just see how your team handles it. It's also going to be our second look at Javon Kinlaw as well. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for from the starting units. I want the offense to click, to hum, to fire on all cylinders. And I want the defense to kind of do what they did last time, bend and don't break, 
but I like to see that bend end around the 50-yard line, midfield. They cross midfield, stiffen up, stop them right there, force either a long field goal or a punting situation. So can the 49ers get off the field on third down? And more importantly, can the 49ers get off the field on third and short? That has been a problem since last year. D'Amico Ryans and the 49ers defense struggled with third and shorts. Can they get off the field in those situations? I think it's going to be interesting. So yeah, first teams are going to be fun if they're out there to watch and see how they're able to handle you know, the Chargers offense and defense. And it's a defense that's got a lot of ability as well when you're talking about matchups. Everyone's been talking about, hey, we want to see Colton McKivitz going against some really good pass rushers. Well, guess what? Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Uh, you're going to get to see it. Colton, uh, Colton McKivitz had a clean sheet against Randy Gregory and, and, uh, and, and Frank Clark. He did a really good job in that game. So now you're going to get to see a different matchup. Now this is, uh, in my opinion, a step up, right? Joey Bosa, yeah, I mean, if you've went against Nick Bosa, you have an idea of what the Bosa's bring. It's a little bit longer, a little bit of a different leverage compared to Nick. Nick has better leverage. But I think that this is an interesting matchup for Colton McKivitz, and we'll see. Is Trent Williams going to be out there, or is it going to be Jalen Moore? That would be great work for Jalen Moore. Could we get some reps of those two guys rushing against Jalen Moore and Matt Pryor? That would really help us uh, determine who's going to make the job as the swing tackle. Uh, Coach Chris Furster talked this week about Matt Pryor's really been coming on, and Matt Pryor's really been making a bigger emphasis on getting better and he's been doing a good job and maybe they would even fool around with moving him to left tackle now that he has a basic understanding of this offense so he's feeling comfortable which means he's going to be able to operate at a higher level and so I'm curious about these matchups because boy are they good and that's not just it right just not on the edge but you look at the roster you got guys playing defensive end like Morgan Fox and Sebastian Joseph Day those guys are pretty good uh, so we're going to get a full test for this 49ers offensive line. Spencer Burford uh, is, is going to be, you know, getting tested. You're also going to get Aaron Banks getting tested. And so this is going to be a fun matchup. I like the matchup of a 3-4 defense against the San Francisco 49ers for a couple of reasons. Number one, guess what you're going to see when TJ Watt and Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting there uh, in the Steel City waiting for you. You're going to see a 3-4. So getting to see live reps against a team that runs a 3-4 that is very similar to what you're going to see in week one, that's great for your offense. You can go ahead and start working on some of the blocking and the way that you're going to have to handle the different alignments. That's huge for the 49ers scheme-wise. You want to replicate these things in practice, but it's even better when you don't have to replicate them. And it doesn't even matter if you're going against the first team or the second team. Just getting to see this defense operate is going to put you in a good situation. You throw in the fact they have a safety like Derwin James that plays all over the field. And we know the 49ers have Tauno Hufanga, who does a very similar role. But Derwin James is a guy that can cover like a corner. He has better cover ability than Tauno Hufanga, but he still flies around, makes tackles, good in run fits. Uh, he's an all-around great safety. So this is interesting. It's a it's a fun matchup to watch. You got the two good corners on the outside, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, so those are going to be fun as well. Just seeing how you know they operate on the outside against Brandon Ayuk. Can they slow down Ayuk? Can they slow down Debo Samuel? I don't know. I think this first team unit matchup. I hope they get a couple of series uh, to get a feeling out process. I hope 
49ers operate at a high level and get to see this scheme. But once that second group goes in there and they're really preparing to go against, you know, this the backups uh, for the Chargers, it's still that scheme. And that's what's the most important. Your angles, uh, getting used to how guys line up, you know, which techniques they're lining up at. You know, are they lining up at three technique? Is it five technique? Is it a, is it a seven technique? Uh, those things are all very important and you're going to get different alignments. Normally you have offensive tackles. If they're, if they're going against the 49ers defense every day, they don't have anyone head up. They usually have someone in a wide nine outside of them. Well, when you're playing against a three, four defense, when you're Colton McKivitz, you're probably going to have Morgan Fox either head up or inside shade of you. And then you're potentially going to have an outside linebacker lined up outside of you like Khalil Mack. And so you're going to get your certain type of drop in your kick slide. And that's also going to change for Spencer Burford as well. You're going to have to close a little bit of that distance at some point and not let them get a free shot at the quarterback. So I like the work that they're going to be able to do. I think it can mimic a little bit of what they're going to get from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, that's something that I really like. And then when you're talking about the 49ers defense, I love the fact it's Austin Eckler. I love the fact that it's this style of Chargers offense because uh, Chargers offense that has predicated on weapons and it doesn't just stop with Eckler, right? They have Joshua Kelly. They have Isaiah Spiller. Uh, they have guys who are able to get it done in a multitude of ways from the running back position, creating matchups that I want to see because the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming with Najee Harris, a more physical running style. And what have we talked about before? Uh, 49ers need to be able to match up with these guys. Well, Najee is going to be flying around and can you duplicate Najee? No, you can't. But what you can duplicate is some of the other things you're going to be able to do as far as hustling, covering him out of the backfield. But once you get, you know, to these other guys, it's going to be more of a similar uh, matchup. Like I'd love to see Isaiah Spiller out there, but then, you know, you got backup wide receivers that have got a lot of ability. We'll see, um, you know, what happens with some of the guys on the back end, like John Hightower, you know, or Darius Shepard. We'll see what they do against this 49ers team. But I like the matchup overall for the 49ers. And I think it's imperative, you know, for the 49ers offense and defense to play well, first and second string and execute. And that goes for Sam Darnold as well. He's got to make sure he goes out there and executes with his guys. Elijah Mitchell's not going to be playing, which means you're going to get Jordan Mason. You're going to get TDP. And for TDP, it's imperative that he steps up and plays well in pass protection. You want to be able to be active on game day. If you want to be one of those guys active on game day, you have to be proved to be a reliable in pass protection. Right now, that is not the case for TDP. Jordan Mason has a firm third running back for the 49ers because of his ability in pass protection and his ability as a special teams player. Not to mention TDP hasn't even overtaken him as far as uh, running the ball as far as reps either. So uh, it's big for TDP, and I don't think he has any worries about a guy like Brian Hill taking a spot, uh, but it's still something that we're going to have to watch. So let's talk about those players for the San Francisco 49ers that are you know going to have to make an impact. And I want to start with the defensive back room. We know that we only got two locks. Mooney Ward, Demo Lenore. Those are the only two guys that are locked. So there's question marks, and there's going to be all eyes on Isaiah Oliver. We heard Steve Wilkes talking about big nickel, and that's what he wants. He wants to match up on tight ends. Is that what we're going to get? Are we going to get some 12 personnel setups in this game where we get that? 
Uh, maybe when we get to the second group of Chargers offense, maybe we'll get 12 personnel. We'll see. But I think it's interesting. But I want to see how Isaiah Oliver plays in this game. I thought overall the tackling was an issue in the in the week two game against the Broncos. He missed that big third down tackle. It was not what you want. However, the rest of his snaps were pretty good. If you go back and you watch him, he's playing his zone pretty good. He's in his drops. That one play is overtaking everyone's thoughts. But you've had one bad performance, and it was bad against the Raiders. You've had one decent performance. Now can you have a great performance? You definitely don't want to have a bad one. You are not set in stone. Your roster spot is not for sure. Even though you got a good contract, you are not a lock. So I look for Isaiah Oliver to respond, to play well, to play discipline, to make tackles. And if he does that, I think he can secure his spot on the roster. Ambry Thomas and Sam Womack. It'll be interesting to see when they go to nickel and it's a smaller nickel role and Demo goes in in this game into the nickel. Will it be Sam Womack who comes in first or will it be Ambry Thomas? If it ends up being uh, Ambry Thomas, then I think Ambry Thomas has solidified himself as a member of the 49ers uh, 2023 NFL roster. If it's Sam Womack, uh, it's going to be interesting between those two guys. But I think both guys are going to end up making this team. But I just want to see who's ahead as that next guy in. Is it Ambry? Is it Womack? I think Ambry played better in the week one matchup versus the Raiders. And I think Womack played better in the week two matchup against the Broncos. But that's a fun one to watch for sure. Then it's Deshaun Jameson. You have to convince the 49ers to keep six. You have to keep convince them to keep six defensive backs at the cornerback position. They don't have to. They normally would keep five. They might need that roster spot for a defensive lineman. They might need that roster spot for an extra linebacker. They may, might need that roster spot for an extra offensive lineman. They might need that roster spot for an extra wide receiver. Deshaun Jameson has to go out there and flash and make plays in this football game. He has to be exciting. He has to fly around. And yes, I know he's done good in coverage. I have had no problems with his coverage. I think it's been sticky. But in run fits, there has been a few mistakes here and there. I think he does good setting the edge. I worry about him when he has to come up and fill a hole. But can he flash enough? Because here's why I'm saying that. You've got a player in Q Knight that plays free safety, that plays nickel corner, and he flashes every time he's on the field. He flashes in coverage. He flashes in hustle. He flashes in run fits. He flashes in tackling. Q Knight could make this a competition. Could Q Knight actually steal that six defensive back spot? And they say, you know what? We love Deshaun Jameson, but we love the versatility of Q Knight even more. I think this is a very interesting thing to monitor. Q Knight only got 14 snaps in the Denver Broncos game. That number going to go up? I hope so. Because I think if that number goes up, Q Knight may keep himself right in the mix, and it might make this a decision on Tuesday where they have to say, you know what? Man, we, we, we can't lose Q Knight. He could be there for uh, safety. If we keep him at corner, he's our sixth corner. He helps us on special teams. And if George Odom's not ready to go week one, Q Knight's in. I think it's an interesting thing. You know, it, it really is. It's a competition now that I think I'm, I'm wanting to watch. And uh, the cornerback position, the nickel cornerback position has definitely been highlighted and I think the way Q Knight has played in both games, not one game, both games, 
I think he's put himself in a situation where he can go out there and possibly make this team. And that can hurt a guy like Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins has been solid. I think that's all you can say. Solid. Week one preseason game flies around, making tackles. Almost had an interception. Week two, flying around, making tackles, making an impact, hitting Steve Wilkes' attention. But does he have the versatility of Q Knight? That's the thing. Q Knight might versatility might put him over the top. That's the name of the game in football. Versatility. Having the ability to put somebody out there in multiple situations that they can still succeed in. That's what Q Knight's doing for himself. So a lot of times position changes aren't good for a player. But in a case like this, where you have an injury at safety and the player may not be ready, you might want to keep an extra cornerback named Q Knight that can play free safety. I think it's interesting. I would love to see Q Knight and Hawkins. I just don't think uh, you know both of them can make a team. Maybe one. And I think Q Knight's ahead of him because of that versatility. But I like Taylor Hawkins. I hope he plays really well in this game and I hope he ends up signing with the 49ers practice squad. But if someone went out and claimed him, put him on the 53-man roster... Bravo to him because he's went out there and he's worked his butt off. At linebacker, the 49ers have some decisions to make uh, because they have to decide if DFF is going to make this team. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is probably uh, the one player that's the hinge linchpin of who makes this linebacker room. If they decide that they can move on from Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, they can afford to keep the three young linebackers, McCrary Ball, Jalen Graham, and D winners. If they feel like they have to have EFF on the roster, one of those young guys is probably getting waived. I don't think it'll be Jalen Graham. He showed out. He's flashed. It'll be a hard choice. McCurry Ball's been solid, and D. Winters has showed some tremendous upside and athletic ability. But what's interesting, can DFF do enough in his final preseason game against the Chargers to prove that he needs to be on this roster? Or will those young guys show up, show out, and say, you know what? It's time. It's time to move on from means just finding and fouls. You know, we're, we're the next wave. We're the next great linebackers. Coach Johnny Holland's going to have a big decision here. And ultimately, it's going to fall on, you know, Holland, uh, Steve Wilkes, and Kyle Shannon to make this call. But I think it's interesting, and it's one that's definitely not decided. I think Jalen Graham is a lock now, just the way he's played throughout the preseason. I think he's going to be on the roster, which means there's two spots left. I can't see the 49ers keeping seven linebackers with the way that they have to build their secondary the way they have to build their defensive line, and the way they have to build their wide receiver room because of injuries. So you have some decisions to make a linebacker, and I think it comes down to that matchup, and that's you know one I'm, I'm really excited about. Question mark in this game. And uh, I, I know this is going to hit with some people. It's going to hit with Josh, uh, 49ers faithful forever. Are we going to see Robert Beal? Are we going to see Kalia Davis? Are those two guys going to play in this football game? If... If uh, Robert Beal Jr. doesn't play, I'm I'm thinking that they're going to go ahead, keep him on the active roster, and then bench him, uh, put him on the IR. That's my belief. I think they'll go ahead and somewhat redshirt him uh, because why not? You want to make sure you don't lose that speed. Now, would I love to see him play in this game, come off the edge, make an impact, and we can look at him and say, you know what? He might have missed training camp, but he's going to make an impact at some point in 2023. Yes, I would love that. What the 49ers might have to do is not show him, get him to the IR, sit back, hope there's no injuries at, at defensive end, but if there is, eventually bring him back and let him play. So this is going to be that, that telltale side. This is going to be that game where we determine is Kalia Davis, is Robert Beal Jr., 
are they going to be guys who make an impact in 2023 with their play in this preseason game, or do they both get sat and they're going to end up getting uh, benched for most of the regular season? I think it's something interesting to watch. The 49ers already benched Darrell Luter Jr. You know, they have him on the pup list. He's not going to come off the pup list. They're basically redshirting him, and this is kind of the 49ers' way. You don't want to let supreme talent get away, even if you're not ready for them now, because guess what? Next year, you're probably going to need them. You have Cleveland Farrell on a one-year deal. You have Austin Bryant on a one-year deal. You know, Kerry Hyder's on a one-year deal. Could these guys go out and get you know money on the open market? Charles who did. Samson Ebucom did. You have to have that next wave of guys. 49ers had Drake Jackson ready to step in, but they still had to add. Now it could be Robert Beal as well. Next thing you know, you've got Bosa, you've got Jackson, you've got Bill, and now you're building out the bottom end of your defensive end room, and you could do that through the draft because you have all the picks you have in the upcoming draft. So uh, that's going to be interesting for me to see if those guys end up playing. And then we have an absolute battle at defensive tackle that needs to be determined in this game. It's Marlon Davidson and T.Y. McGill trying to supplant Kevin Givens. And I don't think that Kevin Givens is that much you know, on the block. I think he's not a lock, but I think he's really close to being. But this is the perfect matchup for Kevin Givens, Marlon Davis, and T.Y. McGill to show their athletic ability and the way they move on the defensive line against this type of scheme. So these guys are going to show up and show out. And this is an opportunity where you better go out there and make some plays. And I, I think I'm, I'm curious to see who does. I think Marlon Davidson right now has outplayed Kevin Givens. But how much weight does that carry? How much weight does one training camp and one preseason carry compared to all the times Kevin Givens has been with the 49ers? The development of working with Coach Chris Kosarek. I think that development definitely holds a lot of weight. So I don't know if Marlon Davidson can overtake uh, or even T.Y. McGill overtake Kevin Givens, but they could sure make it interesting, couldn't they? Uh, they could put the 49ers in a situation where they're like, you know what? We're going to keep Kevin, but we're going to have to, you know what? Deshaun Jameson, sorry, man. We're going to keep Marlon Davidson. We can't lose him. I think it's interesting. you know that, And that's part of the decision the 49ers are going to have to make you know, is, is that, and, you know, Trey Lance is going to be playing in this game, uh, which is good news. I want to see Trey play. I want to see, you know, him succeed. I hope he does well. I hope we see Brock. I hope we see Sam. I hope they succeed. I don't know if we'll see Brandon Allen, but if we do, I hope he succeeds. Uh, it's going to be fun, but I hope all the quarterbacks have really good games. And then Debo, Ayuk, and Jawan Jennings, just do what you did last week. I mean, just do what you did last week, but here it is. Ronnie Bell, Chris Conley, Willie Sneed, Tay Martin. You guys are competing. Here's what you're competing for. You're competing to see who is going to be brought back once the 49ers put Danny Gray on the IR, once they potentially put Ray-Ray McLeod on the IR. I don't know. I'm less, less convinced that Ray-Ray goes on, but that does leave a roster spot potentially for you to bring one of these guys back. Now, I think Ronnie Bell will end up being on the 49ers roster, and it'll come down to Conley, Sneed, and Martin. But you have to show up. And you have to make them, you know, not be afraid to keep you. Uh, the four years have to make some decision. I think it's a battle. And I think, you know, this you got the two veterans and the two rookies. Bell, I know Martin's not a rookie, but he hasn't played in the league. He's only been on the practice squad. And then Conley and Sneed, who are better blockers, uh, you know, and have that veteran thing about them. So it's an interesting battle there at the wide receiver position. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see it. 
overall. Uh, running backs, I don't think there's too many things that need to be answered besides TDP uh, being able to block in pass protection. Uh, tight end, though. This is huge. Braden Willis and Cameron Latu, it's all about you. Last week, Cameron Latu showed up, and he made some big-time plays. For the touchdown, had two other catches, had some pretty good blocks. He had some bad blocks as well, but I thought we've seen improvement in him, not only as a stock blocker, but also him blocking in line. So there's some improvement there. He's got a better grasp of the offense, but you're going to have Cameron Latu, and you're going to have Braden Willis. Can they show that they make this roster? If they show up and the 49ers feel comfortable and confident with them, I think it's likely that the 49ers keep three tight ends with them being two with George Kittle, and they take their chances on potentially losing Charlie Warner. If those two tight ends don't show the development in this football game, Charlie Warner might be kept, and the 49ers might elect to go with four tight ends and keep the two young guys uh, just in case. And, I mean, there's always the chance. They don't feel good about one of these guys. They keep one, and they put the other one on waivers. I hope that doesn't happen. I want to keep both of the tight ends, but uh, it, it's very interesting. As far as backup offensive linemen, Jalen Moore and Matt Pryor, you have to, who's going to win? Who's going to win that job? I think one guy secures a spot. The other one's up in the air, whether he gets to make this team. And of course, we all want to see the young guys, Leroy Watson and Il Manning and how they develop. And I think they're playing for a practice squad spot. Of How many guys, how many O-linemen can the 49ers keep on the practice squad? Hopefully a pretty good amount because I think, you know, Il Manning, Joey Fisher, and Leroy Watson, I think they could all be on the 49ers practice squad, and those are developmental players that I'm excited about. As far as offensive line, it's Zakel versus Poe. Who's going to win the battle? We knew it was going to be a training camp battle the whole time, and here we are coming to the last week of the season, and that's the big ticket item. Who's going to win this battle in this game? And they're going to get good looks. They're going to get good looks from this defensive line uh, from the Chargers because there's some depth there. You know, and there's some guys that are going to be able to get get in there and and make some plays. And so I'm really curious to see what they do with this group. Also, what they end up, how they end up handling the linebackers and the way they move when you get to the second unit, because there's some guys there as well uh, that can run and that can move. So the 49ers, they're going to have a really good look at how these guys operate against a three-four uh, scheme defense, and that means Nick Zakel, Jason Poe on the move how they handle the different alignment with a nose tackle. You know, where's he going to be? Is he going to be a zero tack? Is he going to be a one? How is he going to line up? Uh, so it's a little bit of a different plan than what the 49ers ultimately usually see with this 4-3 base defense that they see in practice all the time. So how is the zone going to look? Are they going to be able to do the doubles, push to linebacker? I'm really curious about all of that. It's a fun matchup, especially when you start thinking about the scheme and just how the 49ers offense matches up against the Chargers defense. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one for sure. Can't wait for this game that is going to happen tonight. It's going to be a fun one. I hope you guys will all join me after the game for the reaction show. Like, subscribe to the channel. Uh, click the notification bell so you know when I go live for the reaction show tonight. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if you're listening on audio platform, give it a five-star rating. 49ers cutback on Believe. You guys are truly the best. Uh, can't wait for this game, the the finale, and then it'll all be building towards Tuesday to see who makes this 49ers final 53. Once that gets determined, guess what? It's football time. It's 49ers versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I know there's a week in between, but uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. The season's here. Lots of great content coming your way. But until then...
Stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.